If you're a coach who's looking to accelerate your growth, maximize your earnings potential, and take control of your income, there are a couple of skills that all the seven-figure coaches you know and admire have always prioritized having excellence in. When you join my new group coaching program, Impact, you are going to unlock these two prerequisite skills of sales and messaging that you are going to need to generate consistent monthly sales and accelerate to beyond 100K. Impact is a transformational, high-level group coaching program and the most comprehensive in the industry to combine sophisticated sales, clear profitable messaging and simple strategy, all without the frustration of restructuring your current offers or lowering your prices or throwing thousands at lead generation. So if you are a talented expert in what you do and you are ready to start earning your worth, just click the link in the show notes to get all the information about Impact. I literally cannot wait to help you. Hey everybody, I have a fellow social media junkie on here today, Christina Bardhold, who is a social media manager for her company, The Social Snippet, host of the Build Your Digital Community podcast, absolute social media rock star. Welcome to the podcast, Christina. Yay. Thank you so much for having me, Helen. I'm so excited to be here and chat with your audience. Amazing. Me too. And can I just start by saying you are like one of the most generous people that I've ever met. I know community is your thing and you are have just been so supportive of my own business. And I think that says so much. So before we dive into that and the importance of that, because I see you literally, you know, walking the walk, I would love you to just tell my audience about exactly who you are and what you do. Yeah, thank that's so kind. Thank you so much. Uh, so I'm Christina Barthold. I am the CEO of The Social Snippet. We're a social media and podcasting agency, and we work with entrepreneurs and small businesses to help them build their communities online. And so I'm super passionate about the way that not only entrepreneurs make sales online and, and build connections, but like about how they build and harness and like nourish communities. So um, that's kind of me. I, I, I have a, a podcast called Build Your Digital Community that you mentioned, which is all about community building, how we, how we build relationships online and offline. And yeah, I'm just so, yeah, I'm so stoked to be here. I love entrepreneurship. Mm -hmm. And you, like I said, you are a massive cheerleader for other entrepreneurs. And that is one of the things that you do best. So I really want to dive into that first. Yeah. Building a community. A lot of people think that you you know, it's difficult to build a community on a platform such as Instagram. I would love you to talk on that. And is there a right way and a wrong way to go about doing that? You know, what is the most effective way to build that community? Yeah. So what I would say is there's a few things that are, are really important when building community online and especially a platform like Instagram, which happens to be my favorite platform. So great. You brought that up. Uh, cause if you would have said TikTok, I would have been like, well, um, <laughs> but, <laughs> but Instagram is my favorite because I actually think it's the most like primed for community. It's built to build community. So there's a few things. One is making sure that your content asks for engagement. It's, it's content that people respond to content that people are excited to be sharing, um, thought provoking, um, you know, that really is authentic. I think that's a, a huge piece of it. The other thing I think that's the biggest part is actually like meeting new people. Like social media is meant to be social. So DMing with people, having engagement with them, you know, doing external engagement with people outside of your audience to bring new people in. Um, that's huge 
huge for building your community and then having a place where you can bring them back. So whether that's an email list, a Facebook group, you want to actually be taking them off the Instagram platform after you DM and, and not immediately, you know, you don't want to, we've all been there. I've, I've been there too many times where someone has followed me. I follow them back and they DM me instantly and they're like, Hey, join my Facebook group. I will not. Um, but <laughs> What's great is just trying to find a place that feels like home for them off, off the platform that you own, uh, where you can continue to, to build those relationships with them. Yeah, I agree. And that's exactly what I do and what I teach my clients, that whole, like, get them off the platform, go and nurture them somewhere else and build that relationship, play the long game. So I love that you said that as well. Connection is everything. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I teach this three-step kind of sales success formula. The second C is connection. And this is your thing. So I want to ask you as well about what you do or how you would advise your clients to build connection through content, because Mm -hmm. the content piece, you know, you can put out educational content, you can put out, you know, entertaining content. How do you, what, what tips do you give to your clients specifically for the community piece or connection piece through the actual posts that you create? What would you do? Yeah. So a few things I think there, one is like some people take the approach of being like provocative. So you either want to do something like that or, you know, something that would resonate with people. So what resonates with people, um, creating content that, you know, your ideal client is going to be like, Ooh, that's me. And they're going to want to save it. They're going to want to share it. They're going to want to DM you. So even the other day I did a post and it was like, a, a like I it took me like a minute, but it was like a picture of me with a podcasting mic from when I was in Arizona. And it was like, you know, your message is like the reason like you need to do it. Like, it's like, there's 300 social media managers out there, but no one does it like I do it. And, and this is why I like do it the way that I do it. And so many people were like, oh my gosh, I've been so scared to start a podcast, but I I think there's just too many business podcasts out there or no one's going to want to hear from me or all of these things. And it created all of these opportunities for conversation. So what can you post that's going to provoke someone to have some kind of response that's going to get them chatting with you? Yeah, that's great. And it is about creating that content that's slightly polarizing perhaps, but without being aggressive. Yes. So you can do it. You know, like I love what you did. You literally created a conversation there that people were like, yes, I want to chime in. This is me. I have an opinion. You've made me feel seen. You've made me feel heard because I think there is definitely, and I'm sure you agree, there's a wrong way to go around this kind of polarizing content where yeah. you see people, and I really, it bugs me, Christina, when people <laughs> create posts where they are like swearing just for the sake of it it's fine if that's you but you don't have to put that in your content just to get grab attention or you don't have to be aggressive with the way that you polarize just to grab attention right Mm -hmm. I totally agree and I think it's like actually does people a disservice right because I think when people want to work with you I I get this all the time I'll do the discovery calls with clients and clients are like I want to work with your like agency because like I love your vibe And that's really important. So when you're portraying something online that's not your vibe, you're not even attracting the right client. You're not attracting the client that you want to work with. So it's like, for me, I want to work with like high vibe, ambitious clients who like are actually going to do the work on social. So like we might do their feed, but they're showing up in stories. They're doing the most. And we're working together to build their dream business. Like that's important to me. But if I'm going on there and I'm being really polarizing, that's the type of client that I'm going to get. And that's not the type of client I work best with. And I don't want that client either, right? So being able to actually think about like the way that you show up and how does it actually attract the people that um, you want to be working with? Yeah, it's a mirror, isn't it? And this is where kind of there's a branding piece comes into it as well. I'm sure, you know, perhaps as you grow with your business and you maybe level up and you maybe want to start attracting a higher level of client, 
someone that wants to perhaps invest more with you, you have to show up in that way. You have to really take yourself to the next level, one step ahead of your ideal client. And that comes through in your values, in your consistency, in your messaging. Can you speak on that a little bit as well? Because I see often with my clients helping them to transition kind of almost upwards as they raise prices, as their business grows. Mm -hmm. And it's funny, I've noticed that even in my own business, where (laughs) it's been this like this mirror of like, I'm showing up in bigger ways. I'm showing up in bigger rooms. Like I'm being a bit different than the way I was at the beginning of my business. And now my clients, I used to only get clients at the beginning who would buy my lowest package. Like, and they'd be so happy and they're still our clients and they're on our lowest package and they're thriving over there. But I, that was what I was attracting. And not that there's anything wrong with that, but now I have seen such a pivot where most of our clients, I'll get them on a discovery call and they're like, Oh, I love option three. Mm-hmm. And that wasn't the energy that I was actually putting out. So mm-hmm. I think it is really about your messaging and about your caliber, but also people will respond like you'll treat, you'll teach them how to treat you. Right. Like, and when you're showing up in your most authentic self, you're showing up consistently, you know, you're showing up in different rooms, you're getting on podcasts, you're doing what you need to be doing to, to build authority. Your clients will respond backwards in, in that way. Yeah, absolutely. So social media for me is the tip of the iceberg. There are so many ways to attract the right clients, the right potential leads into your business. And I would love you to talk about that as well, because I'm very honest that really social media is just one small piece of the puzzle. How else do you help your clients to build their network? You just mentioned podcasting there, which is something yeah, I teach my clients as well, get on other people's podcasts. But yeah. what can people do as a strategy to get more eyes on their offers. Oh yeah, so many things. Uh, one, so the podcasting is huge, but not only going on other people's podcasts, but there is something really cool about having your own space that you curate, and you can do it messy. Like you don't need to hire an editing team. Like we love editing our clients' podcasts, but that's like not for everybody. Um, some people do it solo, and that's great. But having the space where you can bring on mentors and high-level people, people whose audiences you want to rent is nothing like it. That actually has helped our business significantly has been having a podcast and I've had the opportunity of interviewing like some of my greatest mentors because I have the space to to interview them. Something else too, is just trying to find ways to actually pour back into other people's businesses. So even more than sometimes thinking about like, okay, like what can that person do for my business? Something that I really lean into is like, what could I do for their business? Like what value can I provide for them? And whether that's teaching in their groups or whether that's Instagram lives or, um, you know, providing their, their community a, a free value freebie, like whatever it is trying to really build relationships that are meaningful rather than focusing on Instagram followers. So whether like, I like, for example, right after this, I'm, I'm meeting with somebody I had coffee with like six months ago. And this was the first connection call she'd ever done her and I, and now she's a fiend. She's everywhere. I literally like can't go to a networking call and she's not there. And it's because she's realizing that what actually sells in your business or like what can really propel sales, especially when you have a service-based business is just having more audience. When you have more eyes on you, there's more opportunity for impact. And there's also this fake perception too. Like when you're everywhere, people are like, she's everywhere. She must be good, right? Like she's doing all the things, even if that's not the case. I hope people don't use that and uh, not like use it to their advantage. But really, I think it's just about um, building audience and building that authority through building your audience. Yeah, absolutely. Networking is a huge piece. It's one of the reasons why, you know, I wanted to bring, do start my own networking event to bring people together and it's been really successful I genuinely I never sell on those calls I just want to help and serve and that like 
that's your attitude as well. And I absolutely love that. So just going back to podcasting, I know that um, I've had my podcast for a year and it is so much fun. It's one of the things I absolutely love doing most in my business. If you have people listening today that are, oh, I don't really think that's I'm up to that stage yet, or I wouldn't know kind of what to start with. How Mm. do I, what topic do I kind of create? What's the vibe of it? Because we, we, you know, there is, there's so much advice out there about like the tech that you need. It doesn't, we all know that you don't need a lot of tech to get started, but when it comes to the actual format of the, the podcast, the yeah. core of it, what do you say to people to help get them started? Because it is a lot of fun and it is been a huge kind of part of my growth strategy. I'm all for mm-hmm. it. Yeah. So what I would recommend to people, like when they're trying to figure out well, like how to get started on a podcast is I would a Think about all the podcasts you listen to and what you like about them. So do you like interview style? Do you like short snippets? Do you like, um, you know, like people being solo? Do you like guests? Do you like, um, you know, rapid fire? Like these things, like what are the things that you love? So for example, like my podcast is very fluid. Like I get on, I don't give any prep. I like, I don't make notes. I come and I'm like, hello, tell me about you. And, And we can converse and it's great. And I've had some magical conversations. And whenever I get, oh my God, I'm scared that you do this. And I'm just going to say it, but sometimes I get on podcasts and people do rapid fire at the end when they're like, okay, like, no, uh, it's not coming. Don't worry. (laughs) Okay, great. And they're like, uh, s'mores or, uh, chocolate chip cookies. I'm like, that gives me heart palpitations. Like I like, I can't do that. And I can't do it with other people. Right. So that's just not something I ever wanted on my podcast. So you start to look at these things and you're like, okay, what do I like? What don't I like? That's great. The next thing I would do is go on some podcasts and try and like, you can use matchmaker.fm and it's a great website where you can find some podcasts to be on. Go on some podcasts and talk about what your craft is. You'll start to see like these themes come up for you. For me, it's like I run a social media and podcasting agency. Community has always been like our tagline, build your digital community. So it, it became easy what I talked about. But I don't know that immediately that would have been what my podcast was named or what I would have thought my theme was. But I started to go on other people's podcasts. I started to learn from other people. And I was like, oh, I actually, I'm a community builder. Like at my core, that is what I do. So that's been what my theme has been. Mm-hmm. So figure out what your core themes are. And then from there, be low risk about it. So Chris Harder always says, he's like, you shouldn't do a podcast unless you can do it for three years. And he said this at the last round table we were at. And I was like, I totally disagree with you. Yeah. And he was like, oh, okay. And so we had this like this conversation and, and I don't think I changed his perspective. He didn't change mine, but I was like, you can do seasons. You mm-hmm. don't need to do this for the rest of your life. And you can start messy. Like when I interviewed Chris on, on my podcast, one of the things he said was he was like, I actually um, interviewed a bunch of people and I had a cold and I coughed through the whole podcast and they had to edit out all the coughing. And he's like, I wouldn't have done it quite like that. But like, actually, like you can just start, you can do this on your iPhone. You could like, and start messy and see if you like it. Mm-hmm. So I have a friend who started a podcast. It was on her heart for years, like years. She was like, next year's the year I start a podcast. Next year's the year I start a podcast. Started a podcast, hates it. Like <laughs> absolutely hates it. Did five episodes, was like, I'm not going to be doing any more of these. Um, I don't like them. Has a very successful YouTube channel, right? Yeah. We, you, we need to find the things that work for us. Mm-hmm. So trying it, trying it messy and doing what you can do, that's a great way to get started. Yeah, I love all of that. Absolutely great advice. Yeah. Speaking of different channels, I did want to ask you about that because we both love Instagram, but there is there are so many other things that you can do. I've recently started moving over onto YouTube as well, putting these episodes on there. But LinkedIn is another platform that I am dying to get on. 
Do you, do you have any advice on some of the other platforms that are out there and how people find where their audience are at? Yeah. Um, not to self-promote, but I have an amazing podcast episode where I go through each of the platforms and their oh. value. Um, so it's like, it's called what platform should you be on, on, on my podcast? And we go through everyone, like for what kind of business you are, but one of the things I would say is every single platform has its value dependent on your business. So in short, like TikTok's amazing for like entertainment. If you're a product-based business, if you have, but you have to have a lot of time. So <laughs> uh, it doesn't need high production value, but you need a lot of time. Yeah. That's not my jam. Um, and I don't love the fact that like, um, I really do feel TikTokers are actually just bringing people back to Instagram. So I, I, I really feel like it's like Instagram is a great place for you to get started. You can cross post a TikTok. That's what I do, but I don't really have community there. Mm -hmm. Um, YouTube's an amazing platform, especially for the monetization. I'm in the same exact space you are right now, Helen, where we're actually converting all our videos and making them YouTube videos and, um, you know, uploading our shorts as, as performer reels and all of that, um, for the monetization, right? Like long-term, um, yeah. not to talk about Chris Harder all day, but when you ask Chris what his biggest regret is in his business. He says the fact that he didn't upload his podcast to YouTube because he'd be making multiple six figures on just, you know, the ads. So, yeah. you know, I, I aspire for a big podcast. I, I think that that's the potential of what we've got. And um, I know you do too, Helen. So it's like, it will pay itself. It's just going to take time and it's a long game. Mm -hmm. um, is everything, right? <laughs> yeah. hundred percent. And nothing is overnight. And like, that's the thing about social that's the most important for you to remember is that like, and podcasting. I remember the first time I looked at my podcasting numbers, I think like my first episode had a good amount of downloads because people rallied, but then, you know, they start to dwindle. Mm -hmm. And I remember one time I like uploaded an episode and I got like, I think it was 25 downloads or something like that. Mm -hmm. And I was like, is this worth doing for 25 people? Like, should I actually be doing this? Like if I had an instant, and then I had to like, think about it. And I was like, okay, if 25 people came into a room and listened to my message, would I be happy? Yeah. I'd be stoked. Yeah. So if I fit now, my numbers are, have, are, are quite a bit larger than that, which is awesome. But like, and every time I like trip up on the, like, oh, but Chris Harder gets millions. Keisha gets millions. I don't get millions. I have to remember that everyone starts somewhere. Yeah. Um, but I was going to say Pinterest is amazing if you have a product-based business and it's also great for uh, freebies. Responds also to frequency, um, but it's not a platform you need to build a lot of community on, but it, it does like actually drive quite a bit of website traffic for us. Um, Facebook, is, I think groups are really where it's at on Facebook. Yeah. Um, and uh, I love LinkedIn. I do love LinkedIn. So LinkedIn is amazing. I think, especially if you have a business where networking is, should, and every business should be a piece of it. You're con collect connecting and collecting in a way, um, these, these connections that are kind of choosing to be part of your world. So they're seeing your updates. Uh, I post to LinkedIn probably three or four times a week. I get really good engagement on LinkedIn and it's because is people like are actually looking for updates on there. People are excited to celebrate each other. Um, you know, you're not mindlessly scrolling LinkedIn. Yeah. You're you're intentionally kind of there to make connections. So um, yeah, I think LinkedIn's an awesome platform. I think you, you'd do really well on it too. Yeah, thanks, Christine. So do you tend to post more educational and value-based posts on LinkedIn? Is that what you'd say? So if I, if for a client, yes, that's not what I do um, because I, I like, I, I should. I don't have a content strategy on my own LinkedIn to be, Trans like you're transparent, but what I post and that does really well is I do a lot of updates like, Hey, I'm here with, because we do a lot of in-person networking. So, Hey, I went here this week and I met these, these five amazing people that I'm really excited for you guys to know. And here's some photos. So even like, uh, last two weeks ago, I was in Arizona. I posted mm -hmm. a bunch of pictures from Arizona. I was like, went to Arizona, went to these events in Arizona. It was great. Met these people and people are engaging with it still. Um, also it's a great place for you to be posting like podcast snippets. And the nice thing is, is that Helen, like, I think if you're posting 
posting on one platform, you might as well just like get her done, get a later account and just post across multiple platforms, but choose one or two that you can keep up actually building community on. That's true. And so many people feel they've got to be everywhere right from the start. So I love that you've broken that down. That's so helpful. Thank you so much for that. So this leads me really nicely into the final question, which is about simplifying your business. We were just saying before we started um, recording that you've recently kind of ditched some of the things that you've realized you don't want to bring back into your business. We all want that, you know, money without the work. We want a simple life where we have time to do the things that light us up that are non-work related and actually live, you know, I'd love you to speak about that. Yeah. Well, it was a bit of a forced situation. How much we yeah. were talking about was I, I broke my, my wrist or not my wrist, my elbow. So I haven't had, I've been full, fully casted. So I, until yesterday, so I haven't been able to type or anything. Um, and actually while I was at the hospital and they were putting this cast on me, um, it's actually, I think it's kind of funny, but they're wrapping me up and I'm like, how will I write? And the guy's <laughs> like, you, you won't write. And I was like, how, how will I type? And he's like, you're not going to type. And I'm like, how will I swim? And he had the same answer. Um, so those were all my, all the things I was worried about at the time. But what that made me do was sit down and be like, what am I actually doing in my business that like, I don't need to be the one doing. And so I did some delegating um, and it was amazing to me. And this is going to sound maybe worse than I mean it, but it was amazing to me, these things I was holding on to that I believed I was the only one I could do that could oh, do it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And even yesterday, our admin assistant, who's incredible, I went, oh, like, do you think you could do this? And she was like, yeah, I did it in 10 minutes. Um, and I was like, oh, my God, I've been doing this for six months. And every month I'm like, this is so annoying and mm-hmm. like takes off years off my life. So I think like looking at some of these moments, like when we have them and being able to to be able to lean into them. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. And those things come in time as well, don't they? Because when you first start a business, you know, those investments will come, but at some point you'll get to that point where you do need to kind of, it's make or break. We need to outsource the things that I don't want to do. I can't do as well. I don't have time to focus on those things, but I love it. So Christina, thank you for all of your wisdom. So, so good as I expected it to be. Just tell everybody where you can, where they can connect and where they can find out more about what you do. Yeah, well, I would love to. First, I want to say, Helen, thank you so much for having me. And I'm so glad you're in my world. And I know you're recording on my podcast later this month. So uh, Mm -hmm. I'm looking forward to that. Um, So yeah, you can definitely find me over on Instagram. That's my favorite place to hang out. I'm at Christina.Bartold, Christina with a K, and um, or at the social snippet. And um, or (laughs) can find me on LinkedIn. Um, But uh, or the Build Your Digital Community podcast. And I'd love to hear what resonated with you. And if there's anything you want to try. And if you're like looking to try something new and you're looking for a pump up, um, I'll send you a voice note giving you some affirmation on on, uh, living your truth. Oh, definitely, definitely go and follow, go and listen, go and download all the things. She's amazing. Thank you so much, Christina. Thank you so, so much for listening. I hope you found that helpful in some way. If you did, you know what I'm going to say. I would so appreciate a five-star review. It means the world, but also more importantly, it means that we can keep on bringing some incredible guests onto this podcast. And if you did have some takeaways, I would love you to share them in your stories on Instagram. Tag me over at Helen Thacker. And like I said at the start, go and check out the link in the show notes. I literally am so excited for Impact. It really is going to be a transformative group coaching program for everyone that is joining. And if there are any other ways that I can help support you, please just feel free to slide into my DMs and ask me absolutely anything on sales and messaging. I would love to help. So until the next time, have the most amazing day and I will see you soon.